so welcome to Wild Women. And today we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions and goals and productivity. So what is a New Year's resolution? Basically, all it is, is goals, goals that you didn't attain the year before, or new behaviors that you want to adopt or new habits that you want to add to your life. And basically, all these resolutions or goals, they should basically all coincide with your purpose and like who you want to be as a person. And all those things are super, super important. Um, it keeps us on track. It keeps us happy. And yeah, so before we start talking about making goals and resolutions, Camille, do you want to give a quick explanation about some of the resolutions that we don't really want to um, advocate for? Sure. So we talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but when it comes to diet, so if your new year resolution is to diet, let's not do it. You know, it's just every single year in January is the month for new diets. Let's not do it because it's a tactic to make money off your insecurities. And let's be honest, it's not going to make you love your body more. It's not going to make you love yourself more. It's just going to help you get into the cycle of yo-yo dieting and like you won't actually reach your goals that way. Like it's proven that 95 to 98% of people fill their diets because it's not meant to work Mm -hmm. or they wouldn't get any money. Exactly, exactly. The whole point of a fad diet or a cleanse or a detox is that it only lasts a certain amount of time. So Mm -hmm. after 30 days is up, you're never taught things like quote unquote reverse dieting. You're never taught how to actually implement just healthy practices into everyday life without following this super strict regimen. So once that strict regimen is up after those 30 days or two weeks or however long this company is like um, trying to sell you this diet for, a lot of people just fall off the wagon. They give up, they become very, they become even more so insecure and they, they're upset with themselves for quote unquote failing. But really like you were set up for failure from these. Mm -hmm. Oh um, my God, yes. Uh, from these like diets and tactics and and then the cycle begins again as soon as the weather starts to get nicer they're gonna start selling you the same things to get ready for quote-unquote your summer body so yeah so basically what we're saying is it's um, a waste of money and it's not gonna make you feel any better about yourself so Camille instead of going on a diet or instead of doing a detox those people who do want to get healthier just have better you know healthier habits do more exercise and eat healthier what would you recommend that they do well for example take small steps and I say that a lot but it's true like we talked about in the last episode is it's better to do something than nothing and so maybe park farther away and walk a little bit more or maybe like walk the stairs instead of taking the elevator like small little things that are simple and that makes you feel good about yourself and again like we talked a little bit about the gym like gym membership usually are a big part of this but the thing is 
you don't need to go to the gym every single day and do like a cardio session if that's not what makes you feel good. Maybe try yoga or dance classes. It's not about so much as what calories you burn, but it's much more about how it makes you feel during and after. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like, yeah, there's other things you can do too, like just drinking more water or Mm -hmm. adding less sugar to your tea or coffee. Like there's so many little steps that you can take that are going to be very manageable and you might not even notice it. And of course, like there's some like fitness goals that are a little bit heavier, like say if someone wants to eat less meat, well, maybe, you know, you can like, that's a big, big change to make in your life. So, and if you are making changes that are bigger, just make sure that you have the resources to manage it. You know, a lot of people don't understand those little intricacies of big goals and what, how much focus they actually take. Same thing for something like running a marathon, you know, if you want to make like a big goal like that, well, make sure that you you understand that it means you have to sleep a lot. It means that you have to eat better and you have to eat the right stuff. You can't burn the candle at both ends. And that's what a lot of people do with their New Year's resolutions. And that's why a lot of them fail is because they don't realize how much bigger goals they actually impact so many little aspects of your life. A lot of people in when they plan their goals, they just see the end goal, but they don't see like how to get there. And there's a method called reverse engineering that we can use. And basically, like it's you see all the steps from you start from the finish line and then you go back in time. So like, what do you need to do like six months before that, three months before that? And then you come back to right now, like what can you do right now to be able to attain that goal? later and one thing that I do is that I plan accordingly like every once in a while I do a recap or a review of where I am and so like in different aspects of my life and I give myself a small goal so like for the next two weeks what is going to be my intention for the next 90 days what is going to be my intention and then that way like it builds off and then when when you look at it it doesn't feel so big because you've done the little like you've put it in smaller steps a hundred percent a hundred percent i've definitely read about that method as well and it can be so helpful like when you think of like that big goal of writing a book or doing a marathon so like what is something that you can do today to be towards that, like to work towards that goal? Well, you know, like when it comes to writing a book, probably the first thing you should figure out is what you're going to write about and who your target audience is. So like that can be like the first step. And then every week, you know, build off of something different. Now, one thing that I do want to say is one thing that's super important about our goals is to not not work towards them without having measurable methods mm-hmm. to do so. 
And the reason why I'm saying that is because what a lot of people tend to do is they'll say, oh yeah, I am a, I'm working on my book. And then they'll spend the next three hours uh, talking to other authors. They'll be brainstorming with friends. And like, honestly, you're not getting any further in writing that book, you know, and you can't measure that. You can't measure like talking to other authors or measure brainstorming. But what you can do is you can measure a word count, for example. So give yourself a goal of I'm going to write 500 words today, a thousand words tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And that's another thing that's super, super important about making those little steps towards your goal. At the end of the day, it's more about like, how can you be better tomorrow than you were yesterday? And to talk about like what you just said is my way of measuring it is I bullet journal every single day. So that means like I write down what I did in a day. Even if it's just small things, at least it makes me feel like I did something with my day. And I started that like maybe three years ago and I found it helped so much not only with feeling more productive but also with my mental health because then I could see the links between like what kind of stuff I did during the day and what my mood was Mm -hmm. yeah yeah journaling can be so so helpful especially when it comes to making goals and Mm -hmm. being productive like I know that you know having even just using journaling in the morning and then making you know three little tasks for yourself in that day can be super super helpful to just keep you on track you don't have to make it like a hard set schedule with certain times but what you can do is just write all those goals down and then within that day you can work along the those goals and you usually they're very very manageable but like we said like you have to make it manageable for yourself like a huge why people um don't attain their goals is because you know they're they're not manageable to do all at once or they haven't done the right research on it to realize that oh well maybe i have to set these smaller goals before um being able to set these bigger goals And what I like about journaling too is you can see if your small goals align with your big goals. Mm -hmm. And like you said before, if it aligns with your purpose, so if it makes you happy. I think that's the number one thing I would say, like take away from this is don't choose goals that don't make you happy. Yeah. And one, like another thing about journaling and another thing about making those little goals is that it shows you what's important to you, Mm -hmm. you know, might start doing all these little goals, say like your big goal is to run a marathon and then you do some reading, you do some research and realize, oh, well, I need to start changing other things in my life. Like I need to learn how to cross train by doing stretches and weight training and I need to eat more carbs and I need to uh, sleep better so then all of a sudden your your little goal for that week could be you know sleep better eat more carbs and learn how to weight train then all of a sudden you start weight training and you realize you know what I'm not really into running I just want to weight train that's that's what I want to do so that's another reason why making those little goals are so important because like you might realize that that big goal that you're trying to attain 
is not actually what you want to do. And if you don't want to do it, then you're not going to get there. Okay. So goals and being productive are very, very interrelated. Oh, if you had to make your own definition for productivity, Camille, what would it be? Oh my, that's a good question. (laughs) Ooh, I guess it would be like fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. And the reason why she's using the word fulfillment, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, but it's because when you are productive and when you are achieving the things that you want, you do feel fulfilled. You feel fulfilled in the, the purpose that you have for that day or just fulfilled and just attaining those little goals that you made yourself made for yourself in that day. And Oh, like, like we said, goals and productivity, they're so interlaced. So like, you know, how you, how you plan out your goals also will add to your productivity, if that makes sense. Now, a lot of things, especially in our time where everything's online, there's social media, a lot of people get sidetracked with either procrastination, or they fall into this cascaded loophole doing research on something that is kind of like a side note to their actual goal. And what I mean by that is say you're writing a paper for school and you have to look up one topic. You just have to look up a word that you need a definition for. That loophole comes in when you look up the definition and then you're even more interested in it And so then all of a sudden two hours go by and you're still reading things about this one word that you just thought was very interesting. I do that all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, no, it happens to all of us. So like one thing that's really, really important is that you don't do that. So just being able to recognize when that's happening is (laughs) really important. (laughs) So I think like the best way to do this is with awareness and mindfulness like I've realized the more I've been doing meditation the less I've been doing those kinds of things because I've been way more like present with what I'm doing so I don't get like sidetracked yeah exactly so what meditation does is it trains your brain to focus on one thing at once when you're meditating all you're doing is focusing on your breath And when even just for five minutes a day, if you're meditating five to 10 minutes a day, you're, it's a form of brain training, just training your brain to focus on that one thing. So that when you do say, have something that you actually have to focus on, that's really important towards your goals, then you're able to focus on that one thing because you've been training your brain to focus on the one thing. And another thing that I think people overlook, but that is a big change maker for like your goals is make sure you have the right environment. So for example, if you're like, okay, I need to study, I need to write um, this research paper, but then you're like right next to a TV and someone else is watching and sometimes like commenting and talking to you at the same time, you're not going to be really productive. So make sure that you have the right setting and that like it's comfortable and then you will most likely 
do a lot more than if you are like stressed. Um, so that can include like the light thing, um, the like white noise, the sound around you, how things are placed, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's two things about the environment that can really, really impact productivity. And they can be, I wouldn't say two things, maybe like two categories of things. And so what Camille was talking about just now was distractions, right? So under the distraction category, that's where, you know, like the TV comes in. That's where like other people come in. That's where say, like you said, if things are placed in a weird area, if, if that's distracting you when things are messy or if things just don't look the way that you want it to look, that can definitely distract you from like what you're trying to focus on. But then the second area, and this kind of comes in more so in a behavioral, behavioral aspect of your life, but it also like affects your goals and your productivity. And that's triggers. Hmm. So when you are set out on a goal so say I know like when I was struggling with my eating disorder a huge goal for me was to have healthier habit habits with food was to fix my relationship with food so when I have a goal like that I have to make sure that I'm avoiding any triggers that impede on my ability to focus on that goal so I have to make sure to maybe delete all the fitness um, people I'm following on Instagram, even though they mean well, and they're just showing people workouts and their diet, that's not beneficial for me and my goal in building a healthier relationship with food and exercise. Same thing if you're trying to get healthier, if the people around you, if you're like, if you struggle with binge eating at night, if the people around you tend to do that too, well, you know, maybe you're going to have to reassess the people that you're hanging out with because you don't want to be triggered by their unhealthy eating ha habits in the evening. I think this comes back to like the declutter your life of like negative energies and stuff that brings you down. But also it's about like boundaries. Mm -hmm. 100%, 100%. And yeah, and that's like, Another part of goals and about being productive is that um, you have to make sure that you build the boundaries with the people that that don't have the same goals of you as you. And like that's totally okay for you to be close and to have friends that have very different goals than you. But if they aren't, if they're a bad influence in the sense that maybe they're not, maybe they're not ambitious in finding new goals. Maybe they're not super motivated in like their self-growth and it's okay to be close with them and hang out with them and stuff. But when you're working on your goals, you have to make sure that they're not too close to you, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, yeah. in your life, but they shouldn't be influencing you in any way. Like they say that you are the sum of the five people around you and it's it's true in the, in the best and in the worst ways possible. You need people around you that will uplift you, that will inspire you, that will motivate you. It, it's going to make the like a big difference in your life. And sometimes like it's hard, for example, like if your goal is to drink less, but then all your friends like to party or your family at every like gathering, 
they drink, that's going to be hard for you. Sometimes it's about learning to say no. Sometimes it's about learning not to apologize for saying no. That's another thing to when it comes to, I guess we're starting to move away from the whole like productivity aspect. Um, <laughs> but when you are thinking about your goals and when you do like a self-evaluation of how your life is going and where you want to be, what a lot of women struggle with is, is not coinciding their goals with the people around them. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is women have a tendency to pick up this caretaker role yeah. where they feel like they have to constantly care and make the people around them happy when in reality, like that's not getting you anywhere with your goals. So if you're a woman or even a man too, stop apologizing for the things that you need to do. If you need to not go out with your friends because you have to work on something, then don't apologize for that. Just be like, sorry. Oh, and I almost said it. Right <laughs> I'm working on it too. But anyways, just be we like, all are. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, I'm working on school or I'm working on my book or I need to go for a run and get to bed early tonight. You know, don't, and you don't have to apologize for that. So as an adult, you don't have to ask permission for the things that you need to do, especially because, you know, the things that you're going to do or the things that you want to do, and they should be the things that you want to do, or they're tasks that will get you to where you want to be. And that's another, another reason why people give up on their goals is because before they go into it, they don't realize how hard it's going to be and how they're are going to be days where you really don't want to work on certain things but you have to to be able to achieve the goals that you want and ways to get past those feelings of not wanting to do something they all have to do with making your environment a place where you can work on things and um, avoiding distractions avoiding triggers so ultimately like your environment will dictate a lot of your actions like how we react to the things around us is what really makes you human and sometimes you we can react in really poor ways so another thing to do is to really focus on your reaction to things and if your reaction to things isn't a good one then um, it'd probably be very important to take a step back and realize why your reactions aren't good because maybe there's a problem rooted in something different that you're not aware of yet that you have to fix in order to have better reactions to certain bad situations. Mm -hmm. I do want to say that like when it comes to people pleasing and saying sorry about things, one thing that I am trying to do is say thank you instead. So sorry for being late. Thank you for being patient. That way, like, you're not apologize Because when you apologize for things like that, it's basically like you're apologizing for your, like yourself as a person because you, you're not allowing yourself to, one, do mistakes. And two, you're saying that you're not worth the time or the money. Exactly. And you don't have to be, you don't have to be defensive. You don't have to be aggressive. And if someone is putting you in a position where you do have to like stand your ground a little bit and be a little bit more harsh, well, maybe that's not someone that should be in your life, you know? Exactly. Like, 
yeah, if they're going to push back on the goals that you're trying to have, then they, they don't belong there. And one of the ways that I find myself able to work through the hard days where I don't want to do something is I write down and I remember why am I doing this? Like the why of your goals is very important because that's what gonna keeps you moving when it gets hard. And so for me, like for example, a lot of people use the word discipline but I hate it because it makes me feel like I have to do it even though like maybe I don't want to and it feels obligated and I have kind of a rebellious personality so when I feel like I have to do it I it's gonna make me not want to do it so instead I use for example the word devotion so I'm devoting my time to myself that has been really helpful for me because it means that like I'm really taking care of myself so maybe like you need to change the words you use around your goals too mm-hmm. yeah exactly no I I love everything that you just said especially the why you know like people have these goals and oh, there's so many goals like that just don't have like a really good why and I love to go back to dieting because it's like the perfect one like oh I want to lose weight And then you ask that person why. And a lot of the time, once they start going on about their why, their why is their goal, you know? So like they want to lose weight. Oh, because um, I want to get healthier because I want to feel better because, well, why isn't that your goal? Why Mm -hmm. isn't your goal to be healthier? And then your why is because you want to feel better. And then from there to be healthier, well, there's so many ways that you can implement healthier things into your life instead of just, you know, I want to lose weight. Well, that's really hard to measure if you don't actually have like the steps to do so, you know? Yeah. And also like, I find that particularly nowadays, like it's so hard to find ways that fits for you for example like diets they're gonna give you a full-on plan right they're gonna give you like a 28 days diet 21 days diet but the thing is it's not necessarily good for your body because it's a generic thing I like my point is you should this year like you should learn to listen to your own body and decide from how you feel what is best for you and not just follow what everybody is, what society is telling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like everyone's gonna achieve certain things in different ways. There's not one way to go about doing anything, Mm -hmm. right? You have to figure out what ways work best for you, you know, and like sometimes like you have this goal of um, running a marathon or writing a book or starting a business but in that moment is that really something that you can work towards and of course you can work towards it but maybe it's working towards it in a different way if you want to build a business maybe it's your time to really buckle down in school and get your degree as quickly as possible so that you do have a, an abundance of time to start a business or same thing with, you know, like running a marathon. 
maybe you have to just focus on sleeping better and eating better before you can start working on running that marathon. Basically, what we're getting at here is the importance of focusing on one big thing at a time. Another thing, too, that people usually do is they start off the New Year's resolution, their New Year's resolution goals with like all these like super big goals. But the reality is you can't work on a bunch of big goals at the same time. You have to narrow your focus to the most important goal for you in that moment. You know, like just work on it when you have time. Like I do want to mention that a lot of people, one of the things that makes them procrastinate is one fear of failure, but also fear of success. People are like comfortable in where they are at. And so expanding and growing and up-leveling can be scary. And maybe you don't feel like you deserve it. So maybe the first step to getting there is actually working on your Mm self-esteem. Confidence is so important. And what a lot of people, I, I think that a lot of people believe that confidence is just something you have people believe that confidence is a personality trait but I would argue that confidence is a skill it's something that you Mm -hmm. work on something that can Mm -hmm. get better and it's hard like making your confidence better like it's like one of the hardest skills to adopt and I think that's why so many people just push it off as oh that's just a personality trait because they don't want to work on their confidence when being confident is half the battle you know, being yeah. confident that you can do something is half the battle. And once you get there, like that motivation that you needed or like that pro- procrastination that you were dealing with, you probably won't have it anymore because you, you're confident that you can achieve something and you have the motivation to achieve something because you know that you can get there as long as you work. At it. Totally. Yeah. You have to like work on every single day. Exactly. So what are ways that we can work on our confidence? My number one thing is like self-care and self-awareness. So like, for example, for me, like every single month, I do like a review of like how my month went, like what spheres of my life did I put my energy into and which one like aren't so great. My goal is always to be kind of balanced in all of them. Mm-hmm. and to like better myself and I find for me that has been like the ways that I've built my confidence and also like another thing is getting out of your comfort zone the more you get comfortable with being uncomfortable the more likely you are to not being so scared of your abilities to do something mm-hmm. it's like when you're studying for an exam you know, like the best way to study for an exam is to test yourself, you know, like write, write your own questions or do or answer questions without looking at the instructions or without looking at your notes, just test yourself. And then all of a sudden you become very used to that feeling of uncomfortableness when you look at a paper and you're like, oh shit, like I'm doing it all on my own. You get used to that. So by the time you get to your exam, you've already tested yourself half a dozen times and it's, it's not that unnerving for you because 
you're used to that feeling of uncomfortableness when building your confidence. So like something like social anxiety, a lot of people who are like scared in those social set settings would have difficulties like making new friends. But if that's a goal for you and you're struggling with social anxiety, then one of the best ways to like build your confidence around people would be to slowly integrate yourself with people as much as you can. Maybe it's something as small as just joining a group on Facebook. You know, like you can be part of it as much as you want, but you also don't have to be like the center of attention at all. Mm -hmm. Or um, when it comes to a fear of intimacy, maybe there's things that you have to like deal with yourself and you have to do stuff like self-care and learn your sexual body before being able to share that with other people. Sometimes we get this false sense of confidence where, you, you know, we tell ourselves, oh yeah, like I'm ready for that. I feel good about that part of my life, blah, blah. blah. And then all of a sudden you get into a situation where that aspect of your life is being tested, whether it's your intimacy, whether it's your social anxiety, and you get into that situation and all of a sudden you realize, oh, no, I'm not okay with this. I, I have to go back and deal with certain things before I come back to this. And that's okay, you know, like, and that's why we're telling you to take small steps because the worst feeling is getting into a situation where you feel confident and then all of a sudden you you freeze, you blank out. Those situations are the ones where you're going to learn and grow um, the more. Yes, I, I agree with you to, um, I agree with you, like to an extent, like failure is definitely a part of, of life. But the issue with getting into situations like that is the fight or flight response that mm -hmm. you can have. And so that's why, that's why you don't want to be in a situation that you stress yourself out to that extent. You yeah, know, it's sure. really stressful when you get into a situation that you feel like you had confidence in, and then all of a sudden you didn't. And that's when fight or flight responses can be triggered. And when that gets triggered, we have the least control over our reactions to things. And the reason why that's also dangerous is because like, what if it, I don't know, what if it's something big that stress response and that being in a situation like that can start make you can make you question a whole bunch of other aspects of your life mm -hmm. and it can create a lot of negative self-talk and I guess that's like the biggest thing about being in those situations like it's like you said those are situations where you might grow the most and yeah I agree you can um, but it's also not good for your body to be in a situation where the, that stress is so um, extensive, right? At least for me, like I usually know that a lot of situations are stressful. I get stressed easily, I would say. And so I always have like a backup plan. So if things go wrong and I do feel anxious, what is my exit? So maybe like that's a way to go about it. If like you are really nervous about something, but you feel like you can do it, but you are scared, maybe like what's your exit plan? Mm -hmm. Yeah, plan B. Plan B and then it. just come back to it later. Mm, yeah, 100%. 100%. It's like if you think that you can run 10K and then you get seven kilometers in and you're about to die and you're like, mm -hmm, I'll just walk the rest of the 3K. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. 
something like that. <laughs> and it comes back to what we were saying last time, like flexibility and know yourself, know where are your limits and what's challenging without pushing yourself beyond like repair. Yeah. I mean, don't get us wrong. It's super, super important to, it's important to dream big and it's important, it's important to push yourself. Like being out of your comfort zone is a part of life. All those things are super, super important. But what we're saying is that a lot of people don't realize the amount of work and planning you have to do before achieving those goals. And that's when they get in, get themselves into situations where they're almost too overwhelmed and too stressed mm -hmm. to be able to main, maintain their progress towards their goal. Yeah, because I think that's the goal. Like, it's okay if you have a few like relapses, but the goal is still to maintain mm -hmm. your habits that you're building. So how can you see it long-term? Because quick fixes are everywhere, but that's not going to get you anywhere. 100%. So when it comes to our New Year's resolution, so I'm doing something a little different this year. Um, Kemi actually gave me this amazing book. It's called The Inner Fix. And it was written by a couple life coaches. And in it, they kind of have a derivative of like a 12-step program that's very, it's the 12-step program is well known in um, like addiction centers and addiction treatment centers. But in this case, they made a 12-step program to basically cater to anyone who's trying to just grow themselves as a person or achieve certain goals. And so yeah, so that's my New Year's resolution is to follow this book to a T and then make sure that like I implement the strategies that I'm learning from the book into my life. And another thing about this book that I love and the part, I'm in the first part of the book right now. So the first part is all about reflecting on, on your current self and being self-aware of like the issues that are going on. And yeah, so that's something that I'm finding very interesting right now is when you actually like sit back and like take a step back into your own life and realize what's going on and realize some of the thoughts that you're having that you may have just shoved under the rug because, you know, it's not really affecting your life. But when you actually look at them and when you're self-aware of what's going on, you realize that there are some things and some changes that you should probably make because they're affecting the other areas in your life that are inhibiting you from being able to achieve your goal and goals and work in your purpose. So yeah, so that's how I'm going about my quote-unquote New Year's resolutions. Kami, what are you doing? Um, so I decided that this year I'm going to work on a monthly basis. So I'm going to change my goal every month and I'm going to like challenge myself to follow through for that month. So for example, this month, my goal is to do yoga every day because I've been slacking on it. So this is my goal for this month. Next month, I'm going to try staying sober for a full month. And so that comes with like, they call it dry February. 
in Canada and it's basically to raise money for cancer. So why not make your goal a good cause as well, you know? And then I'll figure the rest of my goals after that. It's probably gonna have to do with like saving money and mm -hmm. self-care and that kind of stuff. Amazing. So I don't know if you guys know about like learned helplessness, but oftentimes can, it can come up with like goals because like we think we can't achieve it. We think we don't have the abilities to and like it comes back to confidence, but learned helplessness is when you grew up as a child, those beliefs were passed on onto you either by like parents or friends. It's about looking back at your past And then realizing what belief did you take on growing up and like how can you heal them and i assure you it's going to help you so much going forward with like not procrastinating and how to achieve your goals and obviously your self-esteem yeah so learned helplessness does come from basically like it's just this imposition of people telling you that you're not good enough. A lot of people associate learned helplessness with uh, like onset depression too, because basically what you learn from other people is not only that you're, you're worthless and that you don't have a purpose, but that um, there's nothing to live for. That's basically what learned helplessness is. It's just having this existential existence where you're just like you're alive, but you're not living. Mm -hmm. and yeah and then yeah so if you're struggling with that then it's going to carry over into stuff like your motivation is going to carry over into your confidence going to carry over to a bunch of other skills that they're being prevented by your own self to um, be achieved because of this issue that you're dealing with that stemmed from the learned helplessness and you can't blame yourself for it but it's, it's another issue of reacting to your environment, right? And when you have to deal with something like that, it is up to you to have to put in like a bit of that hard work to be able to get out of that feeling, you know, even if it's mm -hmm. just a small, small step, like just getting out of bed a little bit earlier to do yoga for half an hour, you know, like just something. And with time, it gets easier and easier to move past that learned helplessness and maybe like you'll realize that actually you need more support and that might come in with having a coach or having therapy or you know it's okay to ask for help in achieving your goals it's okay to ask for help for feeling better at the end of the day we're human and we're very social creatures so having people around us who are helping us achieve our goals and supporting us is so, so, so important. So the one last thing that I would mention for when it comes to goals is maybe like a vision board is one great way to actually see it because the more you can see it and the more you can feel into it. Plus it's fun to be creative and find a mantra. My mantra this year is all you need is magic so it's to re remind me to have a little bit more faith in humanity <laughs> we could all use a little bit of that these days <laughs> okay well, thank you for listening 
and we might not do another run for a little while because we're going back yeah. to school but yeah happy new year yes and if ever you have any ideas or recommendations for future podcast episodes uh we're all ears so have a good year we'll talk to you soon ish okay bye, bye.